Welcome to our brand new show It's not that complicated so listen close We'll go through IMDB Reviewing all of Tom Hanks movies Hanks Bank, Hanks Bank Hanks Bank, Hanks Bank Hanks Bank, Hanks Bank Hanks Bank Alexander <laughs> Yes to say you took a breath and then you were so shocked that I said something. I told you I had something. I completely forgot. That. <laughs> well, no, no, no. Let, let's. Well, no, no, no. No, no, no. No, no. It's fine. Yeah. We're going to do both of them. Sure. And then we're going to ask our audience to tell us which they thought was the better opening bit. Okay. So I've started mine. I'll, I'll, I'll continue. Alexander, mm-hmm. I have a confession to make. Yeah. Uh, it is a great shame of mine uh, that I must admit that I've become obsessed with board games. Uh-huh. It's it's sad. I, I didn't see it coming. I mean, the signs were all there. Mm-hmm. I played a lot of Monopoly as a kid. And then, yeah. you know, around the age of 23, I started saying, yeah, well, Monopoly's not really that good because it's all based on luck. And, you know, I started playing. I, 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 I supported the... the, the the Kickstarter for Secret Hitler. I played it all the time with my friends and I thought, no, it's fine. It's just a phase. <laughs> and now... Now I've, I've been indoctrinated. I find myself on Board Game Geek most nights. <laughs> Dear Alexander, I, I'm going up to visit my girlfriend this weekend. And she's having to message her friends going, Can my boyfriend come round and play Settlers of Catan? <laughs> I don't know how it happened, but I think this is personally your fault. Uh, you're leaving me for Canada. Mm. I have to fill my days with something. <laughs> But I don't earn enough money to have this expensive hobby, oh, Alexander. It's, yeah. it's so expensive. I didn't know this. They're, no one tells you when, when you go around to friends and they've got 19 board games that actually they're deeply in debt. Uh, so that was my opening bit, Al. What's yours? Shag, marry, kill. Tom Sick. Hanks and Forrest Gump. Tom Hanks and volunteers. Tom Hanks and, and Joe Best of the Volcano. Oh, well, this is tough. Because obviously you want to go for kill Tom Hanks in Volunteers because it's the racist one. Yeah. But Joe versus the Volcano Tom Hanks is going to die anyway. He's going to throw himself... I guess he doesn't actually die, but he's, you're pre- you think he's going to die. He's going to throw himself at a volcano. But then, given the, you know, the, the vague vagueness of the mental capacities of Forrest Gump... I don't know. I don't. There's no appropriate answer for it's it. It's not kill him. It's not kill him, but it's probably not fuck or marry him. I guess I'd have to marry Forrest Gump because I'd never fuck him because I'd feel I'd taken advantage of him. Like, I was about to call her Jessie. What's her name? Jenny. Jenny. Like Jenny does the fucking you can bitch. Have- <laughs> so I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to marry Forrest Gump. Um. I'm gonna fuck Joe versus the Joe from Joe versus the volcano, uh, and I'm gonna kill that twat in volunteers. Christ. What? I'm, fuck you! You asked the question. You knew those were the obvious questions I had to ask myself before I came to a conclusion. That's fair. That is fair. I would like level. to say that my opening gambit was much less, much less pushing me into a very obvious uncomfortable corner. So let's get out of it by saying hello and welcome to Hank's Bank, the show where we chronologically review Tom Hanks' entire IMDb. I'm Jamie Lockton, with me as always is my co-host Al Gillespie. Say hello, Al. Guten Tag, Al. 
you're not moving to Germany, you're moving to Canada. Hello, eh? How you doing? It's moved to Canada, eh? <laughs> Are you moving to the West Country? Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, let's not turn this into Who Can Do The Worst Accents podcast. Oh, um, that's a good podcast, isn't it? It is. Uh, as I say every week these days, uh, of course, we are no longer chronologically reviewing Tom Hanks' entire MDB. We are uh, doing a run of minisodes, as reference you are backpacking across Canada, I guess, and you're not walking, but you probably have a backpack, so it still counts. Um, and thus, we check in every week to find out what you reckon you might be doing. It's the 18th of February now, Al. Where, where are you at? What are you doing? I've just left our friend Bennett in Seattle. Oh, lovely. Yeah, so thank you very Tell much. Tell him I say hi. Hello, Bennett. Uh, Jamie says hi. <laughs> uh, and uh, well, I'm sure I've had a lovely time there, and I'm going to uh, Alyssa's mother's house in Phoenix, in Arizona. So I'll be going to the desert. Ah. Uh, now, a, a running theme mm-hmm. uh, for, for this bit. Uh, th- there's a date in between last week's episode and this week's episode. Uh, do you know what date I might be referring to? Was that the first... Is that the anniversary of Hank's Bank? No, 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 no. Uh, what, what, what very important date uh, that is also a running... Might, re- re- might relate to a running joke uh, on this podcast uh, might happen between the 11th of February and the 18th of February. Valentine's Day! It will be Valentine's Day! Will you be at Bennett's house on Valentine's Day? Oh, no, I think I'm in... I think I'm in Vancouver. Or uh, I'm in the mountains So somewhere. you do not have to risk fucking in Bennett's household on Valentine's Day. I want all our listeners to know uh, I really regret ever starting this bit. Yes, well, uh, that's what I knew you did and that's why I keep doing it. You just need... I mean, you can keep... You can make it a running bit of forcing me into weird um, assessments of what the morality of fucking a person with mental disabilities is. So maybe that can be a running bit that I hate. Jesus, okay, fair enough. I mean, I hate it already. So Anyway, that's uh, we, we we have fun here on on the oh, Hank's podcast. Uh, but now it's time to get serious. Mm-hmm. Um, we're reviewing a, a very important piece of Tom Hanks media this week. Yes, uh, we are reviewing uh, his uh, seminal role uh-huh. uh, in the NBC sitcom Thirty Rock. Uh, get ready, dear listeners, because we're throwing it back to classic old Hanks Bank days. That's right, we are reviewing something that Tom Hanks is. Barely in. Oh, Get yeah. ready to not talk about Tom Hanks for about 14 minutes. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Okay, I, I just want to say uh, Tom Hanks and Band of Brothers, which notoriously <laughs> was in two seconds deep in the background of one and not in the other one. Oh, uh, yeah, I mean, he's in this way more than that. Yeah, I'll yeah. agree with you there. Infinitely but but in, the, in the terms of, like, general Hanks bank roles, this is yeah. definitely on the more meagre end. So this is the... Uh, I'm not sure if it's season finale. It is a two-parter, I think, for their 100th episode. Yes, their 100th episode, which is around... It's in season... It's like season five, episode 20 and 21, or something like that. Uh, But... Keely Tom Hanks is only in the second of those two parts. Now, for Mm. anyone who remembers old classic Hanks Bank, we don't watch anything else. We watch just the thing that Tom Hanks is in. We do not look up any context. Oh, yeah. Have you seen the, the show 30 Rock before? I have watched lots of 30 Rock. I don't think I've watched very much season five. Uh, I believe I've watched all of 30 Rock. Do I remember any of it? No. So I also went into this deeply confused. What made this better was this is a second part of a two-parter. Oh, yeah. They do fortunately open on Set, yeah. open on a, a, a recap. Last time on 30 Rock. Uh, basically, the idea is it's all in 30 Rock. For anyone who doesn't know, they, are make, they make their own SNL-style sketch yeah. show called TGS The Girly Show starring Tasha Jordan yes yeah, starring Tasha Jordan uh, Tina Fey uh, is the head writer for that show and um, yeah. Alec Baldwin yeah. is like the the 
channel exec or, or he's the head of he's like the head of NBC or like at this point he may be just a GE exec um, yeah. one of the two he's, he's a higher up he's not a creative uh, and then there are a few other people sprinkled in around um, the concept for this is the TGS is also having its 100th episode uh, but there's a gas leak um, Tracy Jordan as the star of the show has ended up in like a big dramatic film and is yes. considering leaving uh, television to go be a film actor but they that means they don't have someone for the 100th episode and then there's also a gas leak I think it's also that because of his uh, his turn in his role I think people are taking him seriously I think that's what he hates yes is that people uh, are treating him uh, as a smart human but like and, and they're emoting on him too much whereas really all he wants is for to offend people and uh, to uh, be, a, be, a, be a strip club yeah um, so what happens in this episode? Let's barrel through it because, I mean, it's a sitcom. Not much happens in the 22-minute uh, run. I think there are quite a lot of... 30 Rock is one of those shows which I think because it is so madcap, a lot of events happen, although not much changes. Yes. Um, um, so Liz so Lemon, clearly in the last episode... Has had, got in a fight. Tina Fey, Liz Lemon, has got in a fight with Alec Baldwin. Yeah. G- Jack Donaghy. Jack Donaghy. Um, and because of this gas leak, uh, Jack Donaghy is now being visited by uh, the ghosts of Alec Baldwin, past, present, and future. Um, He has already been visited by one, which is him in the future, but super, super successful. I think it's a sideways... So like the film Sideways, I think it's an alternate universe version of him. It's where he should be having not Liz Lemon. Uh, And and says if he fires Liz Lemon, this is where he'll be. Um, He's then also visited by a past version of himself from the 80s yeah. um, who has sunglasses and headphones and headphones uh, as everyone did in the 80s and he's like hey you were, you were supposed to be a big shot like you're, you're just adhering to Liz Lemon now this is bullshit you should listen to this other guy um, and then just to round off his story he gets also visited uh, by uh, a hippie version of himself from the future where he's like oh you, you you may get monetary success, but if you get rid of Liz Lemon, you're not going to have real happiness. Because real happiness comes from the inside. Mwah. Kiss to the heavens. So that's his whole story. That's his. Liz's is that uh, clearly in the episode before she phoned her ex-boyfriend. Because of the gas leak. Because the gas leak, saying that she wanted to get back to him. The boyfriend comes in. He, she's like, the gas leak's fixed. I don't want to be with you. Get out. The boyfriend then causes another gas leak. Yeah. Um, and start, starts to, like, bring her, like, contracts to, like... He's like, hey, uh, why don't you sign this lease and ignore the fact that it's really difficult to get rid of a tenant? <laughs> um, uh, and he's basically trying to weasel his way into being back in her life. She's also trying to make sure that Tracy gets on the show that evening because um, I'm not sure if he's, like, a, a, a even more senior exec or what, but the guy who decides whether the show is uh, renewed or cancelled uh, is lurking around. Yes, and, and he says, hey, uh, if it's bad... Sweet, we are getting cancelled. Uh, yeah. And she knows without Tracy Jordan. It will get cancelled. Tracy Jordan? Tracy Morgan? Is he Tracy Jordan, Jordan on the, the show, show and, and Tracy Morgan, Morgan in real life? life. <laughs> wow, I, we said that perfectly in sync. Yeah. Holy shit. Um, um, I, that's a weird trope of American sitcoms, which I dislike. Um, well, I mean, there's the famous story about uh, Will Smith in uh, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air when Alfonso Ribeiro, who plays Carlton, said that, like, this show is going to be big, so you make that character called Will Smith because that's what people are going to be calling you for the rest of your life. Which is fair, wrong fairly true because a lot of people still just refer to Alfonso Ribeiro as Carlton. Um, so yeah. I think in a lot of cases it is that case of, like, 
like it's literally we. I want people yes. to know my actual name and not my character's name. The one I find weird though is uh, Terry Crews in um, uh, Brooklyn Nine Nine. I think that's just because he doesn't like in in fiction to be referred to as something else. I think he like as an actor it isn't like no. It's not me dissing him. He's really nice. I love his performance. I think he it works best weirdly when people refer yeah. to him by his given name. I mean, didn't we have the thing in Taxi? I want to say what it was where Tony Danza was in it and his character originally had another name and yeah. they had to change it to Tony because he would never respond yeah. when people called him his character's name. So, so maybe in some cases people are just dumb as all shit. It's also weird in shows where uh, one actor may star on two different shows uh, like years apart but they'll still be called by the same name. So I think like Charlie Sheen in... Uh, Charlie Sheen in like um, Two and a Half Men is called Charlie something or other and then then his next show which isn't anger management but something like that is also called Charlie and that's just odd stop it (laughs) Um, anyway so uh, yeah yeah, Liz Lemon is under pressure because he needs to get the show to go well and needs Tracy to come back uh, meanwhile, uh, the two other characters... Tracy is trying to find out ways how people can take him less seriously again. But everyone started taking him seriously. Uh, and then by... Oh, what's what's her name? Jenna. Jenna, um, who is one of the other stars of the show, uh, who has been told she would be a good mother and is therefore having a hysterical pregnancy... Uh, or thinks I, she is because of the gas leak. I don't know what happens in episode one. Definitely she tries to... Have sex with Kenneth the Page Boy. Yes. At uh, the beginning, then says she will rape Kenneth the Page Boy. Yes. Which bold. Uh, and then uh, has a hysterical pregnancy. Yes. Um, but yeah, she convinces Tracy that he needs to shoot someone. That's how he's going to get back uh, in in the uh, like people are going to not take him seriously again yeah. because that's that's famously worked for all the other people. And I think their joke is like OJ. Um, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, she then says that OJ just called her. What should he text back to? Yes. Um, um, and then Tracy goes to Kenneth and Ken, and they're both like, "Oh, well, Kenneth. K- Kenneth for some reason wants to die." Is it because of the play, the, the gas? I don't know. I don't know. There's, what it is exactly. There's, there's a lot going on in this show and without context, it's very difficult. But basically, Kenneth wants to die and Tracy wants to shoot someone. So they're like, hey, let's just go upstairs. They say, on three, we should say what we do. And then both together, they say, let's go on the roof and I should shoot you. Um, Tina Fey sees them uh, go off with a gun, but is loopy from the gas. Um, then... Uh, Rogley, I don't know whether he appears in much else uh, in this show, but um, the janitor slash technician is played by Michael Keaton um, for some fucking reason. Um, and he fixes the gas leak. Uh, they find out that it was clearly uh, Tina Fey's ex-boyfriend that uh, did it. They get him taken away. Uh, and then they're like, wait, I saw Tracy go upstairs with a gun. And they go up. Uh, Tracy's like it's fine I'm a terrible shot Um, misses Kenneth twice then they get him back then we get probably the funniest like meta joke of this show uh, which is Alec Baldwin just being like hey you you want to be taken not seriously and you want to go back to doing TV go and do TV no one will ever take you seriously again and then very clearly listing out like Alec Baldwin's actual career like you can star in so many huge movies you can steal films as cameos referencing Glengarry Glen Ross and you do one mediocre sitcom on national television (laughs) and you'll never be taken seriously again Um, which is very very funny it's it's, it's nice 
As much as um, I hate Alec Baldwin, uh, and he is famously actually a massive dick, um, uh, it's nice that he can apparently laugh at himself a little bit. It's, I think what a sh- what's a shame is that, like, I sh- 30 Rock builds up so much because it's a really good show and he plays a variation on an Alec Baldwin persona and it builds up a lot of goodwill towards him. And he cashed all those checks in horrible ways. Yes. And, he previous, and also beforehand. Yes. Not um, this is now the second week in a row where I just boldly claim that I know that a Hollywood actor is a twat. Um, Alexander, yes or no? Should I keep making these claims on this podcast? Just throw the word allegedly beforehand. And allegedly? Oh, friends, I'm friends, legally friends. fine. Uh, fantastic. Well, allegedly, Alec Baldwin and Tom Holland are cunts. So... <laughs> I no, don't think you so. Told me one once. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> I, I made one too many jokes about the Toy Story. You did. A, you had done lots of loving research on Toy Story and how it was made, and I was like, "This is going on long." And you went, "You." Oh, oh you're such a good little Christian boy. You oh. won't even. You won't I'll even. Say it on real you life. won't even quote me saying it. Oh goodness, it's fine. My family don't listen to this, and I'm never going to see your family again because you're moving to Canada. <laughs> Anyway, so they get Tracy back um, uh, to the show. Uh, They realize, oh, shit, none of these jokes are funny. We all wrote them while we were under the influence of a gas leak. Um, And so Tina Fey goes, I've got this. She creates another gas leak. And then all of the audience find it the funniest thing ever. Uh, We then get to our dear Lord Tom Hanks. He's finally here. He's here in the last... 40 seconds of this TV show. Um, It's him knitting, for some reason, uh, at home watching the show. uh, And he goes, oh, Tracy Morgan is back on television. Picks up the phone. Clooney, it's Hanks. Tracy Morgan's doing television. Remove him from the A-list. Well, I don't have the password. Well, go to Pitt. He's our marketing consultant on this. He'll know it. Um... Uh, and and then that's it. Then it goes back to him nut netting, uh, and he sings a little song. Yeah, it's, it's very very sweet. Um, and then I think that's the end of the show. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty I much. Think, I think they're told the the, the show's gonna be renewed, and that's then. The yes. Show. Yeah. Um, let's talk about Thirty Rock. Uh, very briefly, I really like this sitcom. Uh, it does suffer. Um, I, other people have written about this better. Um, some of Tina Fey stuff. In the way that like comedy ages uh, fastest of all, yeah. Um, some and th- as we as we of all people know from this podcast and having yeah. watched a lot of eighties comedies, bits of it, uh, bits of Thirty Rock have aged fast. And like it's, wor- I think it's worse in Kimmy Schmidt than it is in Thirty Rock. But like specifically, she has some weird tendencies. Like the writers, the, her shows send up some weird tendencies about Asian characters in the background, or just Asian characters in general. Um, and they're often very much... It's not that, like, the shock humour, but they have a very dark sense of humour at times. Yes. As evidenced by, like, the, the Jenna rape joke. Um, like Yes, which is a bold joke for national television. Yeah, it's... it's I, I think it, it works in the context of she's... A bad, a, a bad person human being. is going through a gas leak. Yes. Um, but it's surprising that made it to air. Yeah. Like, there are some of those things where, like, it pushes, it pushes stuff... Uh, for better or worse, but I do like 30 Rock as a show. I think this is a funny episode of 30 Rock. Probably would have made more sense had we watched the entire two episodes. Yep. But, but that's not one. what we do here, Alexander. Exactly. We present things out of context. Um, I then think 
to talk briefly about Tom Hanks. I think he's funny in this. I also like the joke because it's two actors who were in television who then yes. made it big in movies. Yeah. So obviously Tom Hanks in Bosom Buddies and then uh, George Clooney in ER, uh, who are two A-list celebrities who started off on TV. So I think that's quite funny. Um, uh, I think he gives a good cameo performance in this. Episode. Yeah, no, and, and it's it's sort of, as we will learn when we return to this era of uh, his career, it's sort of the era of his career where he's just like pretty game to do shit. Yeah. He's like, yeah, give me a call. Oh yeah, I think that's kind of funny. Fuck it, I'll do it. Uh, which is which is very, very wholesome. Um, yeah, I agree. Like, aged a little bit poorly in some aspects. 30 Rock, I've always... I don't know what it is. I, I, it's maybe coming from a... Uh, like comedy lovers background but watching it a lot of it I I can like see the writer's room yeah. like a lot of it is very clear just like here's a joke like like it, and that's not necessarily a bad way but like you can see like oh they probably had four or five pitched punchlines for this and this is the one they went and, for that was the funniest yeah and they recorded three and then maybe the yes exactly so like I don't know I can sort of I guess I can see the wheels turning yeah. sometimes in that show, sure. which uh, I, I mean, well, that's a very personal isn't experience. It, isn't it always the thing where people said, are oh, you a, is like a 30 Rock or an Office person? Well, for, yeah. for a while, because they're both NBC shows, but v- quite different styles of humour for uh, a group of people who came from a similar background in SNL. Uh, the Office doesn't have that many. Mike Shaw was an SNL writer. Was he? Yeah. Oh, um, I didn't know I, that. I believe, was that Greg Daniels? I think Greg Daniels also was an SNL. Oh, was he? Didn't know that. Yeah. And um, is a, Lorne's definitely producing uh, Parks and Rec I think he's also producing The Office and Lorne is definitely producing on Thursday yes yeah definitely producing on Thursday Rock Um, but yeah no I I generally uh, do enjoy the show there's just a little compared to other sitcoms where I don't see those wheels turning as much uh, I prefer others Um, so we're, uh, with, as we always do, we normally would have our three categories uh, of the Tom Hanks dick meter the uh, Tom Hanks in this thing and then the actual thing itself in our minisodes, we keep one of those, we keep the rating of the thing itself, and then we come up with two new categories. And I'm going to speak relatively slowly as we never prepare this and thus have to come up with it on the fly. Yeah. And so I'm talking slowly to give you time to think. And then when you talk, you could potentially follow my lead and speak in not quite what one might say as a slow motion voice, so sure. it sounds unnatural, but definitely slowing the camber down. I have a, uh, it's not so much a ranking thing, so much as a, a suggestion based off the episode. Okay. Uh, which... Is this just going to be an improv exercise? No, 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 it would be if you could, if we are t- taking Tom Hanks off the A-list and he's making a mistake and going into TV, which TV show would you put Tom Hanks into full time? I like that. Why was I not thinking? <laughs> I was I was too I was too engrossed shall in I, your idea. Shall I give my marks for the show out of five? Yes, go for it. Um, I think. That's, yeah, that's that's not yeah. that, It's going to be a number, and then move on. I'll get a bit of, get a bit of uh, preamble, but I think it's a good show. I think 30, I, we've talked about the rock. I, I like it. It was when I was a kid. It was the one I liked. It has a really madcap sense of humor. I think that comes across well in this episode. It is not the best episode to explain that, uh, and because it is very much a two-parter and probably not meant to be reviewed at all by itself I uh, would probably end up giving this like a three whereas maybe this or the other half I'd give it a four or five um, I think it's funny but yeah it, it doesn't necessarily hold up entirely by itself okay I've got my category sure and unfortunately it's not a funny one but it's a one I think would prompt a more interesting conversation in ter- obviously there's jokes that have aged poorly in like the risque sense there's also the whole concept of a show, I think, has aged poorly because I don't, th- I, I would 
posit that it's no longer true that going from films to TV would lose your status as a, uh, as a prestige actor. Therefore, I would like you to rank from zero to five. How true is that still? How true is that still? You can have time to think while I talk about this show. Um, so yeah, I uh, what did you even give it? I was not listening. Three. <laughs> three. Um, yeah, I think I, I'd give it a, a solid three. I don't think that would necessarily be my rating for the entire show. I'd probably bump it up a, a little bit more yeah, because yeah, yeah. While, like, while I can see the wheels turning, they're pretty damn good wheels. Funny. Um, uh, there's a lot of very funny people who work on this and they're very funny joke writers. Um, and a lot of people who are like, I like really like and respect comedically have also gone through this like Donald Glover was a writer on this uh, yeah. when, when he was young Hannibal Barris was a writer on this for most of uh, most of the time people who I think are genuinely really really funny and then obviously the lead writers themselves in, in Tina Fey like is a ridiculously smart uh, and funny person I believe Donald Glover became a writer on this while at NYU was he? wow I think he was Jesus. Um, so yeah, uh, clearly there's just a lot of talent uh, making this show. But, you know, when you watch one episode in isolation, and especially one episode which is part of a two-parter, uh, it's not as great. So I'm going to go for a solid three. Yeah. Um, what TV show would you is going to ruin Tom Hanks? It's going to ruin Tom Hanks? Oh, man, I'm putting Tom Hanks in Mrs. Brown's voice. Oh, my God. <laughs> if we want to take him off the air, let's, let's put him in Mrs. Brown's voice. Um... Yeah, you know, why not? Okay, you now, some buddies? I was going to say, is he is he going to be reprising his cross-dressing? I hope so. Oh and my he's going to do like six holiday specials and he's never going to work in this town again. Okay, um, purely for my own entertainment because I want to see Tom Hanks attempt a Cockney accent, I'm sticking him on EastEnders. Yes. Uh, he is going to be one of the Mitchells. Uh, he's going to be Phil Mitchell's long lost brother they're probably about the same age which is a weird thing to think that those two actors are contemporaries <laughs> uh, but yeah I'm, I'm sticking him in, in EastEnders uh, because also he's finally I, I'm going to stick him in EastEnders and as we spoke last week Tom Hanks has always wanted to play a villain yeah he's, he's going he's gonna to murder someone in EastEnders baby yeah. so on uh, whether I think it's moving from uh, movies to TV makes you a takes you off the A-list yeah um, I don't for the most part so uh, here's my thing in terms of like the concept of the like you said the concept of the show I think a lot of bits of it have aged I think a the fact that it's called The Girly Show with Tracy Jordan I think actually now someone like HBO or even maybe NBC I mean HBO has an all female um, sketch comedy show yeah and I wouldn't be hugely surprised if something like The Girly Show would do better you know, so by itself would Tracy Jordan be on that I don't know well yeah no so the, the whole the, the joke of that is like they couldn't possibly put an actual all female yeah, sure uh, on. show on TV so, so they so they stick uh, Tracy Jordan as, as the yeah. lead whereas no absolutely those shows I, would be made these days sure um, I do think uh, mm, I still think it's a prestige with movies which doesn't necessarily come with TV so like I think when you look at the kind of top, top A-list movie stars. Sure, you get a couple of them who maybe win an Oscar. So it's not like Arami Malek was in TV while he won his Oscar in Mr. Robot. Um, And I think definitely with streaming, some of these have become more prestigious. But I definitely think there are... I I think when people go to movies, they do still tend to stay in there. A lot of the time just because it's very well paid. Would you say there is a prestige actor out there who has basically made all of their prestige through television? Um, 
I'm not sure John Hamm counts anymore, but for a long time, John Hamm so was John, John Hamm was uh, the person I thought of. Brian Cranston as well. Like, he's done movies, movies but, it's but like his prestige has come from, from television. TV. I think that, I think even nowadays with Succession, I think Brian Cox, who again has was a movie actor for a very long time, over let's say a, a TV actor, has probably hit his most, or it feels like his cultural apex with Succession, which is an HBO show. I think he tends to be on things like HBO. Um, there are definitely I'm not sure it's prestige but people like Amelia Clark. yeah who, whose the, movies the, have not the Game been, of Thrones actors yes, all have made who, most of their shit and have done movies the movies haven't done to be great so yes. it, it, it's maybe those kind of ways where someone is so tied to one thing that, but I would posit that most if not all of the Game of Thrones actors will not do much TV from now on I think they will all try and do movies yeah I think that's fair I think there are a couple of them like um what should, what should we call him? Uh, uh, Kit Harrington has done... It's actually done some TV afterwards, which I found at least during he did some other small TVs. Um, he's done a couple of films. I think if they're all smart, I, I think this is with everyone, do the Robert Pattinson, do the Christian Stewart thing, go off, make a load of indie movies for a really long time, which are good. So not necessarily Daniel Radcliffe, who I love, but doesn't necessarily do all the best indie movies. And then maybe eventually come back to making big movies. Daniel Radcliffe doesn't do all the best indie movies. He does do the weirdest. Yes. Which, which is what he wanted. Like, that's yeah. all, he was just like, I'm just going to make some fucking weird shit. I don't need to make money, so let's do stuff which probably won't make any cash. But because of that, you get, you get to experiment and learn. I think that's the better yeah. way to do it. And, and also, show your dick on stage so people think, oh, it's not Harry Potter anymore. <laughs> that is my advice for all, for all actors. Show your dick on stage. If you want to be forgotten as what you did before, show your dick on stage. So, uh, with that... That's the show, I guess. We've, we've, we've normally set out these mini shows to stick to 30 minutes, and we have, ooh, a minute 11 left. Oh, well, uh, is this going in your hands, bank? No. No, of course it's not. Uh, so, uh, when something doesn't go in a handspank, we have to decide what's going to save humanity this week. What's going to save humanity this week? Ow. Uh, Remembrance Day. Um, it's a good time to remember the sacrifices people made have made for us and freedom. Uh, Isn't that in, like, November? Yeah, by... <laughs> so it's a good thing... <laughs> show them this date in November. <laughs> you know, I'm going to present them Halloween. That's going to be my thing that I'm showing them in February. Halloween's going to save humanity this week. We don't say what's going to save humanity in ge- it's what's going to save humanity this week and we are showing them Halloween and Remembrance Day. <laughs> Oh, so you can follow me at Jamie P. Lockson at Al underscore Al underscore C's underscore stuff. You can follow the show at Hank's Bank Pod. Uh, please do tweet about us, tell your friends about us, uh, tell them we're going through a bunch of mini shows and it's a little bit easier to get into. Uh, there's less of a commitment than listening to a two and a half hour long episode, which I guarantee our return episode will be. Um, next week, uh, we're going to be reviewing uh, Tom Hanks's award acceptance speeches. He's won loads of acceptance. Oh no, we're going to run over by 30 minutes for a few seconds. Yeah, he's done won loads of awards, so we're just going to be going through his history of acceptance speeches. Uh, what else can people do, Al, of course? Take a bath. Look after yourselves. You know, make sure you have some you time and you enjoy that and you, you don't think of it as wasting time because looking after yourself is important uh, to growing as a human being and uh, being a good friend to other people. Yeah, but while you're in that bath, have another friend's phone. Download it. They're not going to check in the bath. They're not going to think you have a phone in the exactly. bath. You're going to have so much time to download all these episodes over and over again. Delete them. Download them again. Delete them. Download them again. Uh, no, no. For me, Jamie. No. Yes, that's what. How do I finish this show? For me, Jamie, and my co-host Al. That's one more app in the bank. Jesus Christ. I love you, Liz Lemon. <laughs>
Spotify.